0: Part for the house. Uh, you can see we have some caution tape up this morning, and you say, "Is that because we have to be cautious coming to the altar?" Sometimes, sometimes, if I get a little bit excited, it might be the splash zone. She might want to watch that as well. Somebody told me the other day, said, "Man, I've been watching you online. You sweat a lot." It's like that's because it's hot, not because I'm heavy. Amen. But this morning is less about sharing what I just did and more about sharing what I'm about to share. My heart is for this house, which I believe is also God's heart. God's desire is that we are not afraid to be real with people, to be genuine with people, to be transparent with people. Because how many know doing life sometimes is tough? Maybe it's just me, but doing life is tough sometimes. But why the caution tape? Because dealing with people can get messy. Dealing with people can get messy. Sometimes it's a word we say that we don't know, and all of a sudden the world falls apart. Sometimes it's a look we give, and we didn't even know we gave a look, and people get angry at us. You say, well, that's their problem. No, it's our problem. It gets messy sometimes. And we have to be cautious when we deal with people because they're fragile. Anybody ever been fragile before? But what happens when we're dealing with people is they, they're under construction sometimes. I don't know about you, but I'm still under construction. God's still working on me. He's got a lot of things he's still got to get right. And when you have a construction process, unless you have a, a land that is already prepared, if there's something there, there has to be a process before construction called demolition. Now I'm really good at demolition and I'm really bad at building. Physically. I can tear some stuff up. Like, give me a hammer, let's go. But they say put it back together I'd be like, "Yeah, let me call Pastor Rick. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure." Demolition, demolition is messy. And when we're dealing with people and working through struggles and working through trials and working through the it's it's messy. So we got to be cautious. This morning, my heart is for this house. And I'm going to give you four quick reasons. Somebody say four four quick reasons why my heart is for this house and at the end of this service my desire is that you see or you pray that, that your heart is also for this house I'm not assuming that you're connected here I'm not assuming that this is the place that God wants you I'm saying this is who we are as abounding grace and why my heart is for this house because again my heart I believe is God's heart for this place as well my heart is for this house Because this is a house of grace. A house of grace. We're graced people. Anybody ever receive God's grace in this place? If you don't raise your hand, you're missing it because you are. You have. Now maybe you've not accepted him as your Savior, but you are graced with God because you are alive today. He has given you grace to be here today. Romans 5.20 says, where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. The house of grace. The house of grace this morning is important. Is important. Miss Annalise, are you gonna come up here? You're gonna help me. Because I was concerned. I was like, hey, I'm giving you 15 cues. Can I take This shirt, I need you to put that on. You say, well, she's the wrong size to be wearing that shirt. No. No, because see, so many times in life, the weight of the world is heavier than what we think we can handle. And, and on this shirt, yeah, don't get your earrings all messed up. On this shirt, you may not be able to see it, but there's all types of, of sin. There's all types of things that we think are what separate us from God. It's it's torn, it's ripped, the shirt's been through some stuff. There's there's abuse, there's there's pride, there's lying, there's stealing. There's feeling of, of worthlessness. There's being lonely. There's, there's all these things. And you say, well, Pastor Steve, that, that's, that's a nice T-shirt. Here's what I want you to know today. Some of us in this house feel this way. And there are people that are around you that may not be here today that feel this way. Maybe they're not wearing the shirt physically. But they are wearing it spiritually. And you say, well, and stay right here. You say, well, Pastor Steve, that, that's amazing, that's great that, 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 that she's got that shirt, and this is a house of grace. But, but how many know that there's times when we just don't feel like we're good enough, that we're not worthy enough, that we, we, just, we just are not enough? We've failed too many times. We've come up short too many days. We've been judged by enough religious people to know that we're not welcome in church, more or less entering into heaven. That's not even a real situation. Because the religious people said, I wish religious people would do two words, shut up. You say, Pastor Steve, aren't you a religious person? Nope, I'm a relationship guy. I'm a relationship with Jesus guy. Religious people have ruined the church. Church. Religious people have caused more people to miss heaven than I believe. Well, maybe not as many as the devil, but he, he's working through them. But you're in a place of grace. Grace for our mistakes. Grace for our imperfections. Grace for the moments we don't feel like we're good enough. Grace. Somebody say grace. How can we give grace? Grace. Because we received it. How do you know how I'm feeling? Because I felt that way. How do you know you don't feel like you're any worth? Because I felt that way. I don't have it all together. Hold on a second. Did, Did you hear what I just said? I said, I don't have it all together. We don't have it all together. But there's a place at the altar that we come to and we come feeling hopeless. We come with our bitterness. We come with our feeling of insecurity. We come with our feeling of doubt. We come with all these feelings. And the place of grace God takes When we say, Jesus, I can't. When we say, Jesus, I feel like I'm unworthy. Jesus, I feel like I don't have enough. Jesus, I feel like it's all inside of me. I'm never going to be good enough. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I just can't. That's when he takes us. You say, Pastor Steve, that jacket is way too big for her. Listen, I want you to understand God's grace is big enough to cover every sin. God's grace is big enough to cover every failure. God's grace is big enough. And she gets the jacket all covered up. In the house of grace. Where forgiveness is found. Where you don't have to put on an act to come to church. Hear me, I I don't want, listen, if you're having a bad day, don't come in and be like, oh, Pastor Steve, it's wonderful and glorious. Let's just be real, say, hey, I'm having a bad day, I need you to pray for me. Listen, because God covers and forgives, and in that forgiveness, God reveals there is a future and a hope for you, somebody say, house of grace. Grace is knowing that we're imperfect people. Grace is undeserved. It's unearned, it's unmerited There's nothing we can do to earn God's grace Here's what I'm going to say though Just before I get done with the house of grace part is this God's grace is not a freedom to live like we want And expect grace to cover when we don't follow God's plan But it's grace while we're growing in our walk with Jesus. Growing in our walk. There's a difference between driving down the road and missing your turn and driving down the road and intentionally going the wrong direction. Amen. Somebody say house of grace. Thank you, Miss Annalise. Thank you. Can you give her a hand for helping me this morning? House of grace. Of grace. The second thing, not only is this a house of grace. My heart is for this house because of that. But my heart is for this house because it's a house of miracles. You say, well, Pastor Steve, uh, I, I'm not sure about that. Well, let, let's let's get there. Let's get there. The greatest miracle that one will ever see is salvation. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I don't want you to misunderstand. You say, well, I think somebody being raised from the dead is a miracle. How many know that's what salvation is? But the greatest miracle that we'll ever see is salvation. When Jesus takes a sin-stained black heart, washes it in red blood and it is white as snow, and turns it from black to white because of the sin to the light. How many know that's a miracle? That is the greatest miracle that we'll ever see. but a house of miracles. I believe this morning that this is a place God is still doing miracles in. He's still healing the sick. He's still astounding doctors. He's still bringing miraculous provision. He's still opening ways when there's no way. God is still doing miracles in our midst. God's desire is to do miracles. I told someone this week, I am, and I told you this, I'm trying to stay out of God's way. I'm trying to stay out of his way and just follow his plan because I believe God is about ready to do something big. You say, Pastor, you're the only one. That's all right. It only takes one. I believe that God is getting ready to do something big. And And last week as I was seated and Pastor Rick was preaching, there were some things that clearly stood out to me that I needed to do this morning. And I don't know why. I'm just telling you what I'm supposed to do. Come on up here, Maggie. Thank you for your help. Maggie, McTrack star now. She was Maggie McBuckets in basketball season and Maggie McSpike in volleyball season. Maggie make everything. Okay, all right. Thank you. And sometimes on Sunday morning, she's Maggie McRun, the words in the back. Amen. So, thank you, Miss Maggie. You can leave that right there. God's desire is to do miracles. God's plan is to do miracles. You say, Pastor, that is so wonderful, and that's wonderful, and that's nice, but that's not what God is doing today because, you know, we, we, we 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 have this thing called doctors, and when the doctors say that's final, that's final, I've got news for you. The doctor is only telling you what God can do in that situation. He's putting a name on what God is going to heal. This is a place that we believe nothing is too hard for God if he ever unstopped deaf ears, if he ever opened blinded eyes, if he ever healed cancer, if he ever made the lame walk, if he ever made the dumb talk, I believe God can still do it today. It's a house of miracles. Why not here? Why not now? Oh, I know. I'll tell you why. Because people say, Pastor, God doesn't do that stuff anymore. Pastor... See, see, see! Back in, back in the good old days, yesterday I was, I was driving to Greenville and I, I put in a CD of my pastor preacher from 2006 and the first thing I thought was, man, that dude's good. The second thing I thought was, man, I'm not near as good. But the third thing I thought is, man, we need to see that fire in the house again. Here's the deal though. People are saying God doesn't do that stuff anymore, God, God's not moving like that anymore. It's because in our world, in our society, we have put God in a little box. We have said, okay, little God, you can come out on Sundays for one hour out of the 168 of the week, and don't worry about the rest of the week. We've got it handled, but here's the deal. You believe like that if you want to, but I'm going to believe that God is a miracle-working God and that he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he ever healed someone from a wheelchair, he can still do it. If he ever healed somebody from cancer, he can still do it. You can serve your little God in a box. And you probably make it to heaven. But I choose to make it to heaven and seeing miracles. My heart is for this house. My heart is for this house because not only is it a a house of grace and a house of miracles, but it is a house of restoration. See, we don't like the word restoration because once somebody messes up, we like to push them to the side and take them to the junkyard. They, they done messed up, man, forget them. And I think we're guilty sometimes if somebody treats us the bad way or acts the wrong way to us. We put in effort and energy into someone, and they, 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 they treat us poorly. We're like, yeah, forget them. I'm glad God doesn't do that. See, God is a God of restoration. The Bible says that he'll restore to, the years, the, uh, restore to you the years that the enemy has stolen. Hear me this morning. He said the enemy's not stolen Uh, The enemy stolen, not the time you've wasted. Hold on a second. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, I wish, on their deathbed, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, I wish I would have worked three hours more overtime. I don't think they would have said that. In fact, the most thing I've heard is this. I wish I would have started serving God Sooner. I wish. I wish. I'm checking this morning. I don't see any deathbeds in here. So it's a good opportunity to say, I'm going to start serving God now. I'm going to do what He's called me to do now. I I'm reminded when I hear every time I hear of restoration, my grandfather and I used to restore old cars. He did most of the work. I did most of the watching, but it was fun and I liked old cars. I had a night, my first car was a 1968 Nova. Oh, yeah. It was a bad machine. It was sweet. And before, he he ended up getting sick and had to go in the hospital. So I had to drive his his 1966 Nova, which was a show car, um, to school until we got mine done. But we, we were working on mine. 1968 Nova. And we had that baby. It was Marina Blue. Oh, it was beautiful. And we'd go by the, 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 the place where it was at, and when he, they were doing the paint work. We didn't do the paint work. He did the body work, and, and he did all the mechanical work, or we did. I always just said we did, but he did it. And we had, this car was perfect except for one thing, and I'll tell you about it in a second. But we added power brakes. Yeah, because the old drum brakes didn't stop as well. And we had to have a radio, like a nice radio. Maybe you guys don't remember your teenage years, but, like, you hardly believed and cared if the car ran. You just need to check the radio and the speakers and the system. That's where I was at. So we had this nice radio, and um, and, and then I thought, I said, you know, Grandpa, we got to get a sound system in this baby. He's like, okay, what do you want? I was like, give me two 12s in the back with an amp, and give me, he's like, two 12s. I was like, I got it, just, I'll cover it, I got it. We got two 12-inch things, and, and, of course, it rattled like a bucket of bolts because it was an old car, but it was, it was fun. I was the kid when, I'm, I'm the kid now that when they pull up next to me, that's what I was. When they pull up next to me, I'm like, good night. Why don't they turn that radio down? That was me. That was me. I was like, yeah, yeah, so. But we, we didn't just add the radio and the sound system but he knew that, well, he knew I was a 16-year-old boy and, and that I, I like going on dates. Listen, I can't help it when they ask me, right? I mean, I was, just kidding. I'm joking. I was like, please, I'll buy you dinner. Please, let's go. We added air conditioning in the car. Oh, yeah, a little AC. It was nice, man. It was nice. There was one problem with this car, one. It had a six-cylinder engine. It was a straight six. That was the most dependable engine, and I hated it. And he told me the first time I, well, first time I let the oil out and it blew a rod through the block. And he had no idea how that happened. I said, I don't either. Because I heard him say, if this engine goes one more time, I'm not rebuilding it. I'm not getting another one. We're going to put a 350 And I was like, oh, that make you go fast. I went through three engines, and we finally traded the car. He never put the 350 in it. But here's the deal. That car, when we restored it, was better than it was when it was new. It had power brakes, it had stereo, it had a sound system, it had air conditioning. It was nice, right? It had nice tires. It was beautiful. It was freshly painted. It was wonderful. It was better than than it was when it was new. And hear me this morning. I believe God is bringing restoration into this house. And it's not going to just restore a family to what it was. God is getting ready to reunite a family to where it's better than it has ever been before. God of restoration. We need to have some wedding vow renewals in this house for restoration in marriages that God is getting ready to do. You say, Pastor Steve, we got it all figured out. It's time you get back to an altar and say, listen, my commitment is not just with my spouse. My commitment is with God, and I'm going to honor it, and we are going to serve God together. Restoration of relationships that are going to help us connect people to Jesus and each other. House of restoration. Broken people being restored. I'm so glad I wrote this down. God uses broken people. You say, I don't know about that, Pastor Steve. Well, look at one right here. God uses broken people. Out of this house will flow restoration not because of this building but because of the God that is in this building. The God that is moving in this place. You say, well Pastor Steve I don't understand how God's going to do it. Neither do I but I know this. God wants to bring restoration into relationships that are broken. Heart for the house. Some may say heart for the house. Heart for the house. Heart of Grace, heart of miracles, a house of grace, a house of miracles, a house of restoration. The last thing is this, my heart is for this house because it's a house of freedom. It's a house of freedom. This place is... Where the chains of addiction, the chains of religion, the chains of your past, the chains of your pain, the chains of your trauma, this is a place where it ends. This is a place. You say, Pastor Steve, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not understanding. I want you to understand, not because of the preacher, but because of the God of the house. You cannot stay bound unless you want to when you're in God's presence. When you're in God's presence. Come on, man. Come on and help me. I know you're struggling with that chain back there, brother. I said, you're going to help me today. He said, oh, man. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, don't hit nobody with that thing. I gave him like a, I don't know how heavy that chain is. Hey, I need that that hook there. You just dropped my hook. I need that hook. You're going to ruin everything now, buddy. Come on. You're trying. You're doing good. I'm just playing. Come on up. Come on up, come on up. You're good. You couldn't get it on. Here I'll help you. Here I'll help you. Cause here's what here's what church people do. Here's what church. Come on, let me help you. Let me tell you that you got to go to church every Sunday and you got to be nice to people. I got it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then and then um, here's the deal. Not only do you have to do that, but you you have to follow these rules and these regulations. And yep, hang it right there. That's good. There you go. And then yep, let's do that. And oh, by the way, you can't can't treat people the wrong way. And 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 oh. By the way, you got to make sure that you carry that around every day. Thank you. Perfect. Sometimes it's ourself. And sometimes it's other people wrapping the chain around us. The chain of religion, don't, is your arm, your arm's not going to go numb, are they? Okay. All right, cool. I just want to make sure, because I might spend a second here. I don't want your hands turning blue and everybody be like, help the boy. But this is a place of freedom. This is a house of freedom. It ends here. It ends here. Because I don't just serve a God of grace. I serve a God that is a chain breaker. I serve a God that doesn't let addicts stay addicts. Please hear me this morning. There's nothing wrong, I've said this from day one, there's nothing wrong with those that are getting counseling and those that are going through programs, and and I think they're good, I think they're healthy, I think it's fine. But I will tell you, if you truly want to be free, you can go to all those you want, but without God in the mix, you will still be an addict. But I'm telling you, with God in the mix, you're going to go get some help, but you will be free. (laughs) Not just addiction. Addiction. Religion, your past, your pain, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Addicts being free. Generational curses. Hear me, you say, Pastor Steve, I don't believe in that stuff. The Bible says there are such things as curses being passed down to generation to generation to generation. And I'm gonna tell you that curse can do all it wanted to do until it met me, and it has to stop with me because I refuse to allow it to go to the next generation in my family. House of freedom. A house of freedom. My heart is for this house because God takes the chains off our lives. Now, stay right there. Stay right there for me. I know he said. I thought I could sit down. Stay right there for a second. Here's the thing. The chains weren't broken right there. All they were done was loosed. You say, well, but, but, but hold on Pastor Steve, I, I want to know the difference. The difference is this. We can loose ourselves of chains. But God breaks the chain to where it can't be used again. There's a difference. There's a difference. In yourself, you can get free, but you're not going to be free indeed. If you let God break the chains, he will destroy them to where they can never be used again. See, the enemy can hold on to these bad boys and say, here, come on, let me hook you up again. But God said when he breaks the chains, those chains are disintegrated and they cannot be used ever again. God is a chain breaker. You can be Thank you. Give my buddy a hand. Thank you for helping me. He come in and he's like, "Oh, I gotta help you." I said, "Yeah, my heart is for this house because God's heart is for you that you're free from the chains that are holding you. House of freedom. God's heart for you and the heart for this house." is that you're free. Because you'll never see freedom and you'll never see a future tangled up in chains. You'll never see a future. God has great plans for you. God has hope for you. God has a future for you. Annalise, can you come up here for me, please? Come on up here. House of grace. House of grace. House of miracles. A house of restoration. A house of freedom. See what happens. Many times we... We stay the same and we let God cover us, but we still have all the stuff on the inside. But God's desire, can you do me a favor for a second? Can you take that jacket off for a second? God's desire is not that we live the same way, but He works in us and cleans us up hear me this had nothing to do with a church cleaning us up this had nothing to do with making sure all of our ducks were in a row this had to do with the relationship with jesus and him changing our life and restoring our life and bringing health back to our life and bringing peace back and we no longer feel unworthy because we've been wrapped in his grace and when we get wrapped in his grace I can't, but He can. I don't feel good enough, but He is. I'm not enough, but He is all things. Thank you. Praise team, if you come. I'm closing with this. This morning, my heart is for this house. Don't worry, I've asked them to do what they're about to do. I just asked them to take it down. Thank you, guys. My heart is for this house. My heart is for this house. My heart is for you. My heart believes this, that this truly is a place where you can find grace. This is truly a place where you can find healing. This is truly a place where you can be restored. This is truly a place where God can break every chain. What I found, and this isn't going to be an emotional plea at the end of the day, but what I found is this. I can't be a recipient of grace without asking for God's grace. It's free, it's there, but I have to acknowledge I cannot do it anymore. I cannot be a recipient of a miracle without acknowledging, God, you are a miracle worker. I can't be restored until I acknowledge that I'm broken. And I can walk around in chains all day, chains of my past, chains of the junk of yesterday. I can keep those chains and the chains of addiction and you say, yeah, pastor, that drug addiction. No, I'm talking about that porn addiction too. I'm talking about the gambling addictions. I'm talking about the things that you shouldn't be doing that you're addicted to. Not just you, me. Come on. Hear me this morning. This is for all of us. The chains won't be broken until we say, God, you, you break them. And we come ourselves so very prideful And we say, I've got it. And here's what the Lord would say, I believe. You build. You build on bad ground. And your house is going to fall. If you don't allow God to do some demolition work first, you're building on an unsure foundation. This morning, He's desiring to do some demolition work. And it might be just as simple as you coming up and saying, God, I'm not worthy. I need you. It might be, God, I need a miracle. It might be, God, this relationship is broken. I need you to restore again to me. I don't know what it is, but I do know this. My heart is for this house because this house This house, hear me, it's not the building. It's not the building you want to fill. It's my heart. It's not the church building that's doing the work. It's the God of the house that is doing the ministry. Stand all over the house if you will. morning, I totally understand this may not be anything you were expecting and I'm sorry uh, next week will do better but I am 100% sure that this is the message that I was supposed to deliver to you today in this house this morning, we're going to pray and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand and see what you need, I'm not going to ask you to do that, but I am simply going to ask you today And I am sure of this, whether people come or not, that is not my point. But this morning, I believe when I seen it last week, if you are in need of grace, this is the spot. If you're in need of a miracle, this is the spot. If you're in need of restoration, this is the spot. And if you're in need of the chains being broken, this is the spot. All I'm going to say is that I'm not telling you to come after this. It is completely up to you. You say, Pastor, God can work at my seat. This morning, this is not about a God that works at your seat. This is about a God that wants to move you from the seat to the construction zone to where He can do some demolition work and He can start rebuilding in your life the things that He wants to do. So here on the count of three, if you want to come, come. If you don't, I promise you, I'm going to love you and I'm going to serve you and I'm going to do everything I can because I believe God has great plans for this place. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Come on. So we say, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles.